Hey everybody, this is JP and welcome to the Chalky Hands Podcast. Today's episode is about the top five reasons you are struggling to lose weight. So spring's in the air. COVID is basically ended in this part of the world. Um, we are in Calgary, Alberta. Restrictions have lifted. People are coming out. They want to get back out in the real world. But almost everybody has fallen off the wagon in terms of they don't have a routine. Um, they're trying to get it back. And most people have put on some weight. And I know when the pandemic started, I certainly did as well. Um, <clears throat> but now it's been two years, right? And so some people weren't able to um, weren't able to to fix that, right? They 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 just stayed in. They stayed inside. They worked from home. Um, things were very sedentary. Things were very slow. Um, and so things just kept creeping up, right? So you know maybe you want to lose five pounds, ten pounds, fifty pounds. It doesn't matter. It's all it's all the same process. Um, the more you have to lose, the longer you have to stay consistent for. And you're really just looking at making opposite lifestyle, lifestyle decisions of, of, you know, what got you there in the first place, right? So it's easy to gain weight when you're not moving and you're, you know, eating worse quality foods. And so the opposite is quite obviously move more and eat better quality foods, right? Now, easier said than done. Uh, but I'm going to dive into the specifics here of each category. So the first category uh, reason number one that you're struggling to uh, to lose weight, and this is actually true for almost everything, is inconsistency. You're not able to be consistent. So you got to think really long term on this. You know, if you if you took one paycheck and uh, you invested, you know, a thousand dollars into uh, you know whatever a high interest savings account or the S and P five hundred, you did that one time, you could not retire on that. It has to become a habit, right? You're you're investing as a habit. And so you have to think about investing in your in your health and investing in yourself as a routine habit. So um, you can try something for a week or two, maybe even a month and see, you know, see results. But if you can't do it consistently over a long period of time, it won't work, right? So the biggest thing I see is that people, they do very well from Monday to Friday and on their weekends, they absolutely explode. Um, they undo five days worth of good work in one night or in two days. So what you really have to to think about is, you know, let's say for example that you know weekday JP is very disciplined and likes to eat the same foods all the time, but weekend JP goes crazy, right? I go out and I'm drinking and then I'm ordering Big Macs and <laughs> uh, I can't even I can't even say that because it's just something I would never do, but um, not not a, not in a place of judgment, but just like I can't handle booze and I can't handle. Um, fast food like that, it would wreck my stomach. Um, but it doesn't matter. Whatever kind of activities I want to get into that I know are going to be my undoing, um, I have to outsmart myself. So replace replace the habit that you have that, that creates inconsistency with consistency. Um, this also ties into to number five, which is um, what, you know reason number five, which is going to be self-sabotage. But we'll come back to that in a minute. So Really simply put, how do I take action on my inconsistent behavior is you pick things that you know you can do consistently, right? Very matter of factly, I absolutely know I can go for a 10 minute walk a day. You know, I would I would love for you to walk a little bit further than that, but that's fine. I know that I can go to bed between 930 and 10. I should go to bed at nine, but I know I can do that. So little things, right? I know I can include vegetables with at least two meals. What do you know that you can do consistently over time, right? Add those small changes up. They will compound in your favor. So that's, that's, that's step number one is, is being consistent. And it's not consistent over 
a week or two weeks or a month. It's consistency over months and years is what I want you to think of as your timeline. Because you don't want to just get fit and then give it away, right? You want to get fit and stay fit. So that's what you've got to think about. What are the habits that I want to do in two or three years, right? What do I want to do? How do I want to vacation? How do I want to, you know, do holidays? Those are the things to consider. Okay. Um, reason number two, you are struggling to lose weight is calories. Um, you are not in a caloric deficit and you may or may not be tracking calories. There are two things that you can do that functionally work. One is you create, and by the way, they're both forms of restriction. Um, but people, people choose their prisons and, you know, people like different ones over the other. So one is food quality. You're only eating whole foods, the highest quality foods like a caveman. Two is you do macros. You weigh and measure your food, but you can eat any food as long as it stays within those parameters. So you choose. It's It, it doesn't really matter. Um, you just have to pick one. Now, you may think that you're eating um, low enough calories, creating a deficit, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you're having six tablespoons of peanut butter, which is 600 calories, which is, you know, basically an ice cream cone or a double cheeseburger. Um, or you're adding, you know, a bunch of cheese on something, or you're having a latte, which is 500 calories. Um, so really focusing on, on, on whole foods that are, are very high quality nutrients, lean proteins, leafy green vegetables, clean carbs, potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice, um, and, and limiting, um, any kind of processed food or junk or any of that stuff basically to zero is, is what's going to get your results on that. Um, so most people greatly underestimate the amount of calories they're eating. It's very, very easy to eat three times the amount of peanut butter than you think that you're going to eat. Um, so that, that's how that works. The flip side would be if you want to gain weight, if you want to gain muscle, you have to be consistently eating in a, in a caloric surplus, right? I know it's not the, the title of this, but like, just like losing weight, you have to, um, you know, be a little bit hungry. Um, sometimes when you're trying to add muscle, uh, gain weight, you have to be a little bit full all the time. So that's how that works. Um, tracking your calories, making sure you're not getting in more than you think. Um, by the way, any diet works like this. Um, intermittent fasting is not magic. You're literally just reducing caloric intake by eating less. Um, that's it. You know, the, the keto diet works very similarly. Similarly, um, I, I, they're, they're all the same thing. So anyway, moving on to the next one is non-exercise activity or NEAT, aka walking. How active are you outside the gym? Uh, if you work a desk job, you go to work, you sit, you come home, sit on the couch, watch TV, lay in bed, go to sleep. Your non-exercise activity is very, very low, right? And we use steps to track this. Um, so how many steps are you eating in a day? The medical literature would say that we should be getting, um, as younger uh, adults, between eight to 10,000 just for our health, right? To reduce all-cause mortality by up to 40%. Yep, you heard me. Not just about weight loss, also about not dying. Um, and then when you are... 60 plus, um, walking between six to 8,000 steps to reduce all-cause mortality by up to 50%. So pretty damn good. You need to be walking as part of your life to be a healthy human. Weight loss aside, I, I aim for 12,000 steps a day no matter what because I feel a lot better when I walk. Um, and yeah, there is a benefit to walking outside over and above staying inside. You're getting fresh air um, and you're getting a lot of vitamin D. And you know we're from nature. We're meant to be in nature. As much as I don't, I'm not a super nature like camping person, um, being outside at a minimum around your neighborhood will be good for you. So you're not as active as you think you are outside the gym because uh, the gym alone is not going to be enough to get you there. So your non-exercise activity, aka walking, um, needs to increase. That would be the third reason you're not uh, losing weight. 
And it's also the fastest way to increase weight loss uh, without stimulating hunger and beating up your body. So if you're looking to speed that up a little bit, walking more is absolutely going to be the key. Um, I recommend, depending on where you start, between eight to 12,000 steps. Um, I know it's a big range. Uh, the other way to think of it would be to go for at least two 20-minute walks a day, right? That's going to get you 4,000 steps. On average, you get about 1,000 steps per 10 minutes of walking. Um, people often ask, how fast do I need to walk? Is this actually running? And it's like, no, it's not. It's just regular, plain, old walking. So do that. Um, number four, the reasons you are not uh, losing weight would be sleep slash recovery. So everything that you try and do during the day, you learn, uh, you work, you work out, all those things, they, the adaptation of those things takes place overnight while you sleep. So you absolutely have to be prioritizing that. For example, right now, I'm in, a, I'm in a season of my life where I don't watch TV. I don't, I just don't care right now to do it because I'd rather be doing other things, um, such as, you know, spending time with my family or working. Honestly, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, and TV will always be there and it really just doesn't provide enough value for me right now to care about it. Um, I'll go back to it at some point. Sure. It'll be nice. It'll be fun. But right now it doesn't provide enough value. So I want to go to sleep. I want to go to sleep at eight o'clock. It's a little bit too light for that now. So maybe eight 30 at the worst nine, but I want to get up early so that my day has potential versus me spending that potential, uh, in the evening on something that I truly just don't really value anymore. So set a bedtime. Setting a bedtime is actually more important than setting a wake time because I set a bedtime every day. I want to go to bed by 8.30 and I might wake up at five. I might wake up at six, but I do have an alarm to wake up by six at minimum, but I, I tend to wake up at 5.30. Um, and so giving myself that extra time to rest and recover actually allows my body to, um, you know, to rest and recover and to make adaptations that I want to make. Um, and I'm, I'm really just not willing to sacrifice that for much else. So that's, that's it. Get set a bedtime, make it consistent, do it on the weekends too, right? Your body doesn't like, think of it like every weekend you're taking a cross country flight and you're adjusting to time zones. Like your body doesn't love that. It doesn't love the Monday morning snapback. So be consistent on the weekends as well. Um, that will help a ton. You know, you, you know, all this stuff, you know, like don't, don't stare at your phone right before you go to bed, sleep in a cool, dark room, all those things. Um, the other thing would be recovery, right? Recovery is the, the other side that, that could be a little bit more active. Walking is a part of that. Drinking enough water is a part of that. Stretching is a part of that. Doing things that will help flush the body like, um, you know, low intensity cardio. You could do some swimming. You could do some sauna. Any, anything you can help to, to help get the body back in shape for <clears throat> your next training effort will improve your training effort and overall your results. So sleep is obviously the bigger of the two. But, you know, if you look at how athletes train, um, you know, CrossFit Games athletes, professional athletes, it doesn't matter. They put a lot of time into recovery. They're able to train um, at such high volume, right? They're able to do so many workouts and spend hours in the gym per day because they put a lot of time into recovery. They're eating well. They're sleeping probably nine hours. Um, they're getting work done. They're getting massages. They're getting all those things done. They're foam rolling. They're doing their stretching. There's a lot of a lot of unseen homework that's not glamorous that goes into being an athlete to keep your body ready. So recovery is a big thing. And now point number five would be self-sabotage. The reason that you are unable to lose weight is, uh, is that something that you're, that you're doing, right, is taking you off course. And you want to do it. You know it would be good for your health. You know you would feel better. But there's some reason in there that you're just not able to stick with it. And so there are, there are a couple of things that, that I think you know, can, can help resolve this. One is triggers. If you know that every time I do A, then B happens, stop fucking doing A. 
I used a big boy word there. Stop doing it. It's it's this is the tough love part. If you know when you go out drinking that you're going to eat McDonald's, stop going out drinking if your goal is to be healthier and to lose weight. It's not helping you. Stop doing it. Does it does it mean you you have to stop it forever? No. But if you have a goal in the short term, you should really commit to yourself and you know, really, you know, do do the look in the mirror and know that, you know, you are worth it. You're worth more than going out drinking, right? You deserve to do this. You deserve to look and feel how you want to look and feel. And it's absolutely not worth throwing it away for, you know, some occasional short-lived pleasures. Um, so if you have a trigger, then replace it with a new habit or just say it's not for you. Um, you know, I like if, think about the different kinds of personalities that people have, right? Like I'm the CrossFit guy or I'm the... I'm the microbrew guy, or I'm the coffee girl, or I'm the yoga girl, or the spin class guy, or whatever it is, right? Like you, your your story dictates your reality, right? So I'm the fit CrossFit guy. That's how I live my life, right? That's 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 who I want to be. Um, so you have to make that decision internally. And changing the narrative, changing your story is something that's going to help you um, to make better decisions in the long term and stop that self-sabotage. So so the first thing would be triggers. You can replace them with different habits. You can get rid of them altogether. But the things that are causing you problems, just stop doing them. Um, and the second would just be that story, right? Like that internal story of, um, hey, when um, like I am, I am this person, and this person does these things, right? I will always be this person, and this person does these things. Um, as soon as you change the story, as soon as you realize that that's what's happening you have the power to, to be who you want, do what you want. Right. And I think, I think we all know people in our lives that, that like to play victims like, Oh, this thing always happens to me. Why does this always happen to me? It's my luck. It's my, this It's my, that. And it's like, well, the reality of it again, tough love here is that that person is putting them in situations where those things are bound to happen because that's the loop they keep repeating until they're able to break the cycle if they ever are at all. So changing that that narrative is very, very powerful. I used to be the fat kid who weighed 235 pounds. I used to be that kid, right? I grew up in a stressful environment. And, you know, when my parents would comfort me with food, and that was my story, right? And even now I have a young girl, uh, young daughters, and I say, um, you know, like, I, I don't want to attach food to making them feel better, right? Like, oh, you're crying. Let me get you a lollipop or something like that would be absurd. I don't have lollipops in the house, but you can see how food becomes attached to emotions. And if that's part of you, then it probably happened a long time ago. But the way to change that is to change the story, right? When I get stressed out, I binge eat, right? That could be your story. Or instead, when I get stressed out, I meditate, I hate, I hate that I said that because I don't meditate and I don't think anybody wants to do that. So it's like when I get stressed out, I go for a walk, right? Cool. When I get stressed out, I work out. When I get stressed out, I start, um, I start, you know, writing, writing, like, you know, just writing a, a journal of what I'm going to do the next day. So I have a plan of action. So I at least take something off my mind, right? I write a to-do list basically is what it is. So you're taking some action there um, to change the story and change your habits. So this, this went a little bit longer, got a little bit deeper than I had intended to, but those are the recaps, reasons one through five. They're not in any particular order. Um, 
except for inconsistency. Inconsistent inconsistency is kind of a blanket. If you can't do anything consistently, it won't work, right? So that's number one. Make sure that you're keeping your calories in check, either by creating a deficit through food quality, which is whole foods, or food quantity, where you can eat any food and you are just tracking it. Make sure, number three, make sure that you are walking enough. Uh, number four, make sure that you are getting enough sleep and or active recovery. And number five, if you find yourself in a continuous pattern of self-sabotage, it's time to change your trigger, your environment, and to change your story about those things that continue uh, that you continue to repeat over and over. So hopefully you have find, found uh, this podcast helpful. Um, I certainly certainly hope that you have. Um, and if I'm able to help you at all, you know, it's my, my absolute pleasure and honor to do so. So anyway, that's it for the day. Stay tuned for the next one. And uh, we'll see you around the gym. Cheers.